Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, March 2nd. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos eight, eleven, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Pekudii, and it means countings. Exodus thirty nine thirty two to forty three. Thus was completed all the work of the Mishkan of the tent of meeting. The Israelites did so, just as Hashem had commanded Moses, so they did. Then they brought the Mishkan to Moses with the tent and all its furnishings, its clasps, its planks, its bars, its posts, and its sockets the covering of tanned ram skins, the covering of dolphin skins, and the curtain for the screen, the Aron Habrit and its poles and the cover, the table and all its utensils, and the bread of display, the pure menorah, its lamps and lamps in due order, and all its fittings and the oil for lighting, the altar of gold, the oil for anointing, the aromatic incense, and the screen for the entrance of the tent the copper altar with its copper grating, its poles and all its utensils, and the laver and its stand, the hangings of the enclosure, its posts and its sockets, the screen for the gate of the enclosure, its cords and its pegs, all the furnishings for the service of the Mishkan, the tent of meeting, the service vestments for officiating in the sanctuary, the sacral vestments of Aaron the Kohen, and the vestments of his sons for priestly service, 
just as Hashem had commanded Moses, so the Israelites had done all the work. And when Moses saw that they had performed all the tasks, as Hashem had commanded, so they had done, Moses blessed them. Mark 10, 32-52 And they, Yeshua and his disciples, were in the way going up to Jerusalem, and Yeshua went before them, and they were amazed, and as they followed, they were afraid. And he took again the twelve and began to tell them what things should happen to them, saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came unto him, saying, Master, we would that you should do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said to them, What would you that I should do for you? And they said to him, Grant unto us that we may sit, one on your right hand, and the other on your left hand, in your glory. But Yeshua said to them, You know not what you ask. Can you drink of the cup that I drink of, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said to him, We can. And Yeshua said to them, You shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized withal shall you be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be much displeased with James and John. But Yeshua called them to him, and said to them, You know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your servant. And whosoever of you will be the chief shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Yeshua of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Yeshua, son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Yeshua stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calls you. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Yeshua. And Yeshua answered and said to him, What will you that I should do for you? The blind man said to him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Yeshua said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight, and followed Yeshua in the way. Psalm 45, 1-17 My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. 
You are fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into your lips. Therefore God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword upon your thigh, O Most Mighty, with your glory and your majesty. And in your majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And your right hand shall teach you terrible things. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under you. Your throne, O God, is for ever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a right scepter. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. All your garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory palaces, whereby they have made you glad. King's daughters were among your honorable women. Upon your right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline your ear. Forget also your own people and your father's house. So shall the king greatly desire your beauty, for he is your lord, and worship him. And the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat your favor. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought into the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions that follow her, shall be brought unto you. With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. Instead of your fathers shall be your children, whom you may make princes in all the earth. I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise you for ever and ever. Proverbs 10.22 The blessing of the Lord it makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 39, and then we're going to dive into Mark chapter 10. And in Exodus 39, we see the final details of the putting together of the Mishkan, or the wilderness tabernacle, in the wilderness. And all of the final details are taken care of. The ark is in its place, the table and the utensils, the menorah, the altar of gold, the oil for anointing, all the different things regarding this wilderness tabernacle, the service vestments for those officiating in the sanctuary, the vestments for Aaron, the high priest. And verse 43 states, And when Moses saw that they had performed all the tasks as Hashem had commanded, so they had done, Moses blessed them. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Upon the completion of the building of the Mishkan, the wilderness tabernacle, and its vessels, Moses inspects the work and rejoices, because it had been done exactly as Hashem has commanded. Many commentators note that particularly following the sin of the golden calf when the nation initiated a new form of worship that was not in accordance with God's will. It was vital that the construction of the Mishkan followed the instructions down to the most minute detail. By doing so, the nation demonstrates its understanding that God's will is unchanging and does not yield to the interpretation of individuals. 
Also, the pattern of the tabernacle was revealed and shown to Moses when he was on the top of Mount Sinai. And the pattern of this Mishkan is a copy, a shadow of the real Mishkan in the heavenly realm. And so all the things that the Lord instructs about um, Aaron the high priest and what he's to wear, the breastplate with the 12 stones representing the 12 tribes, um, the headband that says holy to the Lord, um, all of that is a shadow and a copy of what's real in heaven. And so right now there is a heavenly temple and Yeshua is the high priest in this heavenly temple and he goes into the most holy place and he ever intercedes forever and ever for the saints for you and for me and so it's a it's a copy and a shadow now i want to jump into mark chapter 10 and i'll begin with a question what does it take to become great in the kingdom of heaven And Yeshua's answer to this question is, you must be a servant of all. The disciples are squabbling and jockeying for position. James and John come to Yeshua and they say, uh, can, can we have a place in heaven and one of us sits on your right hand and the other one of us sits on your left hand in your glory? And Yeshua's answer to them in verse 38 is, you know not what you ask. Can you drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they think foolishly, yes, we can. Well, they don't really have a clue as to what he's talking about. So to be a servant of all, this is what Yeshua says. Verse 43 and 44, But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your servant, your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chief shall be servant of all. And what what is it that God requires of those of us who would choose to be a servant? Well, a large thread of that portion of that is suffering. Yeshua is a suffering servant, and he suffered dearly. He suffered greatly in his manner of death. He was falsely accused, tried in a monkey court, nailed in an excruciatingly painful death upon a cross. But perhaps the most excruciating thing was In the end, God, his father, that he had been in constant contact and communion with all his life, had to look away from him while he hung on that cross for those hours on that day. And Yeshua said, Father, why have you forsaken me? And so I am convinced that part of the training ground, the preparation ground of being a godly servant is that you will suffer. You will go through sufferings. You will be falsely accused. You will um, go through adversity, trial, difficulty, hardship, reversals, loss. 
And why? Why must we go through those sufferings? It's the way of following Yeshua and picking up our cross. We pick up our cross, which is an instrument of death. And our flesh has to die. Our pride has to die. We have to be humbled. And pride does not want to die. It's like a stubborn weed that keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. And it just doesn't want to go away. Have you ever done that in the garden? Pulled up a weed and, you know, a week or two later, it's right back there again. And so the suffering, part of the purpose of the suffering is for our flesh to die so that more of the spirit of Yeshua can live in us and through us. The suffering is what brings forth godly character, the character of Yeshua. We think of other people in the Bible who suffered much. Joseph was also a suffering servant. He was falsely accused, left in the pit to die, sold into slavery, a slave in Potiphar's house, falsely accused and thrown into prison. And yet, in all of that, he did not become bitter, he did not blame God, and he forgave his brothers. And so part of the purpose of suffering, I I believe, is to teach us not only godly character, but also to teach us to forgive. Because in suffering, there will be those in our life close to us who sin against us, who betray us. And the lesson that we are to learn is to forgive. We want to put Yeshua on display, that his nature and his character shines forth. And so may we walk in Yeshua's footsteps. May we be willing to die to self and be a true servant to others. The last thing I'd like to speak with you about is from Psalm 45, and this is the wedding psalm. This is the psalm all about the bride of Messiah. And this is a beautiful psalm. In verse 2, You are fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into your lips. Therefore God has blessed you forever. And verse 4, In your majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And your right hand shall teach you terrible things. Those are interesting characteristics that are blended together. Truth, meekness, and righteousness. What comes to my mind is the picture of Yeshua riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, a colt. Not on a white horse as a warrior, but on a donkey, a humble animal. An animal that hauls loads, a servant animal. And it goes on to describe this woman who is the bride of Yeshua. Verse 8, All your garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia, out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made you glad. King's daughters were among your honorable women. Upon your right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. And this could, at a certain level, be talking about um, the Song of Songs, 
the Shulamite woman who becomes betrothed to her beloved, to Solomon. And it's this beautiful love story. But let's look at verse 10. Hearken, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear. Forget also your own people and your father's house. So basically, um, this is a bit of wisdom being shared that when a woman is is betrothed and she's going to become one flesh with her husband, she is to forget her own people and her father's house and become one with her betrothed, with her husband. And this is very similar to what Rebecca did when she was betrothed to Isaac and Rachel also when she was betrothed to Jacob. Rebecca had to leave her father's house and, and her land and her people and go and meet with Isaac, whom she'd never met before, and step out in faith and just trust that God was orchestrating all of this. So she had to forget her father's pe- her own people and her father's house. This is what we must do as the bride of Yeshua. We must forget our own people and our father's house and put our full attention and focus on Yeshua, who is our betrothed. Let's look at verse 13. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. What a beautiful picture that we, when we are so in love with Yeshua, we are all glorious within. How can that be? Because Yeshua lives within us by His Holy Spirit. And when His Holy Spirit dwells within, and we are in love with Him, captivated by His love, we glow. We radiate with His His goodness, His kindness, His love. And there's something of His glory that is contained within this clay pot. And though the clay pot, the vessel that houses the Holy Spirit, may have places of brokenness, cracks in the pot, that's what allows the shining of the light to shine through, through the cracks. So, Father, I thank you for this beautiful picture, this wedding psalm. And I pray today, Father, that each of us will take a moment and pause and just lean our head upon the shoulder of Yeshua, our husband, and breathe him in, soak in him, receive his love, fall in love with him all over again. He is so good. He is so kind and merciful and loving and forgiving. May we just lean into your arms and receive of your love this day and savor and relish the moment when one day we will see you face to face. There is a day coming when the engagement period will be over and we will get to dwell with Yeshua, our husband, forever and ever in his kingdom. We look forward so much to that day. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.